0: This is the Mouths of the South podcast. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. The official Dirty South soccer podcast. Do you
1: understand the words that are coming out of my mouth?
0: Talking all things Atlanta United FC. Don't
1: nobody understand the words that are coming out of your mouth,
0: man. We are... South. The South got something to say. That's all I got to say. What's up, Atlanta? This is the Amazing South podcast brought to you by Dirty South Soccer, in New Palacios, 680 The Fan Studios. I am Eric Quintana. Next to me, Mr. Sam... Ooh. <laughs> Mr. Josh Bagrianski. Josh, how you Are doing? you going to keep that? No, 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 cool. that, That's, no, 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 keep that's here to stay, my friend.
1: Okay, great. Well, <laughs> I am Josh, not Sam. Sam. not Not often not, you get uh, mistaken not here. for Sam. I'm... I'm not sure whether to insult you or I'm. I'm also so insulted that I, gonna I feel. Say, I was going to say Mr. Sam Josh. If you, Mr. Sam Josh, that's what I was going to say. I could be both if you wanted. I could play the role of both. I can do a pretty good Sam. I can be pretty annoying. All right, let's try. You it. know F- that for
0: five seconds. Let's do it. Go. Be your five best, seconds. Your best Sam. Be Your best Sam. <laughs> be your best Sam. <laughs> no, I got. I We got to get uh, into the conversation. Too much stuff. Too much stuff to talk about. The thing about being your best Sam is
1: when you go out of platitude. You know, blah blah blah. You know, whatever. <laughs> was that good?
0: Was that good? I'll start screaming later. We're just trolling on Sam right now. Of course. He's not here. Much like Darren Eels trolled on all Atlanta United fans. Good transition. Who have been talking all that mess about desperately wanting to hear some news about signings. And there it is. You got the best troll job from Atlanta, uh, from Atlanta United president Darren Eels, I think, trolling his own fans, who I think for the most part, 50% of you have no idea how the front office stuff works. I'm not saying I'm an expert. 50%. I obviously don't work in a front office, but my goodness. You don't talk about these things for a reason. Anyways, Darren Neals with Jeez. the with the great troll uh, troll, wow. troll job leading into the to one of like 15 pieces of news of the day, which I had no and idea. This is going to be a long a long I had podcast. no idea this was going to uh, th- th- this day was going to play out like that. I I I went from MLS draft what? to hopping on a press conference call to uh, to 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 reading about more rumors for Atlanta United to to trying to catch up with guys in South America that that uh I've reached out mm-hmm. to in in regards to uh Villasanti and and we'll get to them Arzamendia and the Rodriguez kid from Uruguay but what so the
1: tweet was for those that haven't seen it I mean I think I know what you're talking about it because I yeah um, hold on is this it. he's holding up the sign right of we finally yeah, we signed finally, someone we finally
0: signed someone. Get yourself I mean, a It's kind of a troll we job. You probably got one. Pour yourself a frosty one. And it's the dude. It's the it's the meme of the dude holding the sign with whatever message you want. and Lane United is signing a player. Chris Armis blew it. I like it. I, now, yeah. if he L, had that sign, I now L L that we should started
1: to GoFundMe campaign to have him hold that one up. But I, I mean, it's not totally a troll job, but it's kind of cool that he's just he's, in, he's in touch for, with he's the po- fan. Po- he's
0: poking fun. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's a little bit. Yeah.
1: Fans. But 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 I think you know it's good to know that he's involved and he sees what's out there and all that too. So I
0: cool. mean, I'm, I'm excited. He's not. He, he's he's good enough to uh, know when to poke at his own fans. Yeah, I mean, this things was are, the Things time. are going to happen. Like, relax, people. Things are going to happen. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I I guess this is kind of, I mean, we're going to get into the specifics of transfers, but if you paint it with a broad brush, I mean, you've got 40 days till you play your first competitive match, as we speak here, Eric, and that's plenty of time to get a deal done, and, and we're going to talk about Anton Walks in a little bit. Uh, that's somebody who already fills not one... But two, maybe even three needs for you from a depth standpoint. Uh, so already the wheels are in motion, I think, filling, filling in the gaps. And I would say the other thing, I, 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 the trend I kind of see if I look at, and we talked about this a little bit last month uh, before we took off for the holidays, was that you're seeing a better synergy, I think, between what Frank DeBoer wants and what the front office is getting. And that's why, number one, you saw so many players get released in the first place. And now we're starting to see the first signs of their replacements uh, in terms of Brooks Lennon uh, or an Anton Walks. I'm not saying those guys are going to be critical pieces for the team this year. They might, but certainly you can see how they fit into Frank DeBoer's system and how they fit into specific needs. Uh, and, and, And I think there'll be a lot more to come. And certainly in terms of the quality of player, I think you'll see that. Continuing increase throughout the transfer window as well.
0: Not just the players that they've signed, but the players that they're rumored with. You're, it's it's clear that the plan is co- sort of it's starting to come together a little bit. I think uh, you heard from Carlos Bochinger today about how they want to sign three or four players the next week. I think there's yeah. a, a, a yeah. lot a lot of the 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 waiting has a lot to do with the international break, which uh, you have you have no idea whose decision that was. If you're complaining about that, you have no idea whose decision that was. That could have 100 percent been the players. That might be completely completely out of out of the control of Atlanta United. So. Don't get mad at Atlanta United for for seemingly pushing until the last or waiting to the last minute to 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 make a move like this when they've clearly been in talks for a long time. These aren't things that happened overnight. These are not things that happened in the last week. They've been following these players. They've been talking to player to, to to coaches, to agents, to to all all sorts of craziness happens behind the scenes. Just because it's it looks like they're waiting till the last minute to actually pull the trigger on a lot of these guys uh, doesn't mean they actually are. By the way, the the the, uh, the transfer window opened like two days ago.
1: Eight days ago, but Eight yeah, ago. I mean, for the sake of seventh, accuracy, I thought it was the seventh. Oh, it opens on the first in Europe. Oh, is MLS do the seventh?
0: No, no, no. I'm talking about in South America. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe I was, you're I was right. Thinking it's about on the seventh. Paraguay and no, Uruguay. I see it to you. On the, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I see. It, it opens on the that. seventh. So it's not like they could have done much anyway, the, the conversations were still had. Yeah. But of again, it's, it's not. It's not like they can. They can rush this stuff as soon as the transfer window opened. I mean, they could, but. Again, you have two Paraguayan players for the U23 teams. It could very well likely be that they wanted to take part in this tournament. Yeah. Or in these matches. Well, I mean, and also it's you just... You can't get mad at Atlanta United for, for something they, they have absolutely no control of. It's just par
1: for the core stuff. I mean, like, it's it's not... It's pretty uncommon, particularly for a team that's competing on multiple fronts and, uh, and bring, bring, brings in kind of bigger money players. It's not at all uncommon for that team to go into the first day of preseason. We're not even there yet. Uh, a little bit unsettled with the roster. That's not uncommon at all because you you have the ability to bring in players uh, that that you know can fill in as a like-for-like replacement or whatever. So, I mean, I think if you look at it, I don't really see that frustration that widespread, but certainly I think if you're panicking about uh, that the team was going to go into the the season with the, I think, 19 outfield players they have on the roster right now. I think this signing, and cu- coupled with a lot of the smoke on a lot of other guys, shows that you're clearly mistaken. And I think uh, the other good thing is that, like I said earlier, the signings we've seen thus far match up to the system Frank DeBoer plays and fit specific needs for the team. So hopefully you see more of that as the month goes on with players that can fill in in the starting center back role and maybe a starting center midfield role and, and
0: what have you. All right, let's start with uh, the the let's just start from the beginning of the day. Well, at least as early as chronologically, this, a, as this news actually came out. Cool. You have Atlanta United in the MLS draft uh, drafting Patrick Nielsen in the 20th, uh, with the 23rd pick. Um, he is a player out of Copenhagen. So I don't think he's going to take an international spot, but considering he's been in the United States for a while. I have really nothing to say about Me the either. MLS draft. I don't really. I don't really I, I, the one thing I will say is that <laughs> it, it shouldn't nothing. be broadcast anymore. Oh, I love that! It. It's just such a it's, just it's such a such mess. It's such a train wreck. The, the highlight, the <laughs> such highlight tape. Train tapes. wreck. Who picked the highlight tape? I'm sitting here thinking, my gosh,
1: I someone's getting paid to produce. One this One of thing. the highlights of of Nielsen, what it's, it, what's his first name? Patrick. Patrick Nielsen is him, like lining up a clearance header and heading it straight into the ground like five yards away from him. It's not good. I,
0: I think there was it's one. Not a good uh, header. What was there was one play. There was one highlight where the there's a kid on the ground in pain or or, or <laughs> injured or whatever Whatever, and then there's a guy who who uh, he's not even facing the goal. I guess scissor kicks it it's or side kicks it. It's hits the mess. side of his foot. Clearly didn't mean to go into goal. It's a mess. And I, I just also that's love, not a highlight. That's
1: a that's a that's a fun little whoops, It's just a hilarious. Yeah, and I, Matt Doyle has like done his research on these guys. If you look <laughs> back at MLS drafts, from just like two years ago. Once you get past like the top ten, you're hardly even looking at professional players, no. little less MLS or USO players. It's really a kind of a pointless thing. Uh, but I do like that the club said they had identified him a while ago. Yeah. Uh, so it's good to know. I mean, you, you had your eye on this guy for a while. And also, I think it's interesting that if you look at one maybe early trend with Atlanta United's draft picks is that they're going for guys that developed overseas before coming yeah. to the U.S. For, uh, for college. If you look at Gressel, Nielsen, and Asiedo as well uh, last year. So I, I don't I mean, I think, it you know, if you looked at that draft room. Frank DeBoer, you know, I I guess, uh, you know, Frank DeBoer just kind of sitting back, not really involved in the discussion. I think he understands this is not a player that he's probably going to have to really have much uh, dealings with his first season because they're not going to be on the field.
0: You You think him and Darren have a conversation before they walk into the room? Look, this is a formality. Just sit there. Looked oh, pretty. definitely oh definitely. I mean, that Don't was the most staged
1: scene, ever the way they had like the glasses of water in front of them, and then Debord just had some neatly aligned paper in front of him that never moved once the entire time that they kept coming back to it. So
0: now, hey look, Nashville, Nashville played it up a little bit, though. More in a little bit. Well, I
1: think it's an expan- expansion. It makes sense. I mean, your first season. They, got,
0: they, they had a, what, a tour bus of, uh, of fans at fall. Yeah, the, and I love they, that. They went
1: to the house of the draft pick. There's a lot more excitement in Nashville for the MLS draft, although not in first season tickets, it appears. <laughs> but uh, there is more excitement for MLS draft uh, than there is in Atlanta. Uh, be, just because they haven't played a game yet.
0: Well, welcome to the club, Patrick Nielsen. Uh, hopefully, we are uh, talking about the same way we, we t- we're talking about you the same way we talk about. Grusel, we drafted other
1: people too, probably. Uh, oh no, or is that only? Or is there more picks tomorrow for us? Maybe it's tomorrow. I
0: have no idea. I paid.
1: I really pay no attention to this.
0: It's amazing. I, I really, I really, I had it on the background at work just to watch the train wreck. Oh, I mean, the whole thing just was great. I,
1: I was at home uh, watching. It was. You it had was David awesome. Beckham on
0: a conference call with his draft pick.
1: Oh, it was awesome. That was The way they try to play it up. They put the wrong
0: scarf on the one (laughs) draft
1: pick. It's such a disaster. And they should. I wish they still called it Super Draft because it's almost like an ironic. It's become like an ironic television at this point. It is definitely not Super. Uh, Absolutely not.
0: All right. After that, you get the uh, release or the announcement of the the release of Don Pereira and the extension of Jog Gallagher to uh, Aberdeen um, on loan, which. The Don Pereira Don one is Pereira. probably bigger. Dion Pereira is, Don a, Pereira. <laughs> Dion Pereira is, is a a little uh, from what I understand it maybe well you probably read it online at this point but it might be a case where he just wants to go back home. It is a case where he just wants to go back home be close to his family. Mm-hmm. Um get back to uh to 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 to, to England. Um uh, I think <laughs> I think enjoys his time at Aberdeen. He's getting substantial playing time. Um, I think he's he's probably gonna be develop better there than he would maybe here mm-hmm. uh with Lane United two. Um so good moves on their part. I can't really again not much to say because I'm I'm And I think as per- much as I want a Deion Pereira here, I don't I don't I'm not I don't, I don't know, know how much I think he's easily replaceable and yeah. you can
1: find a better player. I think in the end when you looked at Pereira, he was kind of thrust into a situation where he he was forced to play last year because of injuries he did okay at first uh, but to be honest i think if you look at him he's 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 a wing player uh, doesn't have a lot of pace he can't really play the wing back spot for you if you want to go to a back 3 uh, i just i've no no issue whatsoever with with, uh, with that with that and that's another guy i think that was here last year that may be frank de boer Di, you know the the front office and the him and the synergy was still not quite there yet. Right, and you bring in a guy in prayer that m- maybe he doesn't really want, and he thinks, yeah. yeah, I can go out and play, pay a guy, you know, sixty five thousand this year that fits my system a little bit better, yeah. and and and
0: replace that piece. Then we had the conference call with Carlos Bocanegra. which oh, man. was a surprise. I think to, at least to me because I didn't get that email till till real late. Oh, you get emails? Uh, Aren't you important when you when you're, when you're part of the club, Josh? I'm not part of the club. I've been called League Media, but I don't get any of these emails. Uh, on LGP, nothing officially has been finalized. Jesus. Although you've seen them with. It's done. It's done. It's Joel done. stuff and, and, and. Is that true? In Mexico. Here's the thing. I look at that picture that I think everyone's seen circulated, and I'm like, I don't know how old that picture is or if it's even real. It's
1: a weird looking picture. Well, there picture. are some tattoos. I mean, there are some tattoos in it, right? So I feel like you can feel. If you're watching on YouTube, feel free to that. in with that. Yeah, there was a video in. in uh, I- I'm, you can't see his it's face just a, It's like a jersey reveal or something right well, I don't.
0: I, I, and all I think they show is
1: the player's jersey And you see his neck and I saw arms. people complaining
0: on Twitter it's like, Just announce it Why aren't you going to announce it why, why don't you just go ahead and announce it And get it over with Because like, of there, the law There are, there are reasons you Legal. can't do that Legal reasons <laughs> <laughs> There
1: are reasons you can't do that When you sign a contract for your job They don't just say You got it You're here Like right after the interview Right after they decide they want you This isn't you. like
0: telling your friend You, you got to fill you're, out you're, paperwork You bought a car before you actually bought a car that's not the same sort of deal, yeah. but this is one. I mean, it just seems done. I mean, I sure it does. It seems done. It seems done. Yeah, but you're right. You,
1: the reason if it's tom- not done tom- is because it isn't if done. Tomorrow
0: he breaks his leg. I don't think it's going to be done. Well, and also who knows?
1: I mean, there's stuff with agents, and I mean, you know, it's uh, it's not done until it's it's done. I just don't so understand why speak. people
0: are upset about this. I don't know. There's just nothing to talk about. Until today.
1: I think you're, so you're going to hear a lot. I, I'm, sitting here gonna, gonna, I,
0: I, I'm sitting here watching Twitter and I'm watching people get mad about LGP not being announced. Why, why there's no, no, no news about be- I think, a lot, no, it I think got, a lot of it is ironic. I think a lot of it is ironic, to get, be fair. They get the news. I don't think everyone's that mad They about get it. the news and then they complain that it's not the news that they want.
1: Well, this is how it works. I mean, are you <laughs> familiar with American society and how we digest information here? Uh, I, I mean, I just... I mean, there's yeah. I mean, some people are mad about it. I'm in
0: a, I'm in a mood today. I, I just I just want to complain. Yeah, about you're people really upset
1: about people on Twitter. I mean, look, th- look. We just came out of a dead period. There wasn't a lot to talk about. You know, so they're getting mad about that or getting mad about you know if someone stole someone's scarf idea. I don't know if you saw that one. But then as soon as this walk signing hits, people are. I think. The, the discussion is now shifting towards yeah. playing matches, who fits in where, and I think you're gonna start to see the news basis on nothing, but I think you're gonna start to see more players coming we'll, up. We'll talk about we'll, talk about it here Other than little, than what Boca's we'll talk
0: like. about here. We'll talk about here in a little bit, but I don't know that Walks is a is a is a regular starter. He might be a No, I think he's a depth piece. Yeah. Uh which is weird because when he left he was a he was a starter. We're getting to uh, him, right? I, and a little bit, yeah. There's a rundown uh, I yeah. was sent. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, uh, Carlos Buccanegra on the on on the rumors uh, and the potential signings to yeah. come. He said he hoped we ha- we hope to bring three or four players. uh hope to announce the next week or so. Um, so that's good news. Again, you're hoping that uh, these things are finalized. We're ho- I'm hoping that these are these these talks these rumors are kind of in the same sort of a uh, wheelhouse as, uh, as as what's going on with LGP, where we where everyone kind of knows it's official. We're just waiting for. You know the eyes to be dotted, the t's to be crossed, all that good stuff, and 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 we're talking about uh, getting these guys in early. Uh, the Paraguayans, I'm not so so sure. By the way, I'm not. I'm convinced we're getting both. Yeah, I think so too. Two players, seven million dollars total. I'm I'm I think that's okay. Yeah, I agree.
1: I totally agree. I I, th- I mean, it's in you're just seeing some of the normal kind of smoke around that surrounds a transfer. And sometimes, I mean, we saw the same thing with Barco. We saw the same thing with P.T., where he was kind of last-second things. Oh, it's not done. It's not done. You know, so I don't think it says much.
0: If you happen to listen to the uh, interview I did with uh, Roberto Rojas, he he mentions that that there's there's probably not a a great chance that, um, based on what he's hearing, there's probably not a great chance that both end up in Atlanta. Uh, I just have a feeling, considering the need that Atlanta has at both positions... That both of these rumored players fill, I gotta think they're going after both, and they're going after both. Can you hard. give me? And if you're talking about seven million dollars for two players, that's not a bad deal, especially for what you what you're getting in Viasanti, who I think is going to be. I'm not gonna say a better version than Nag... a better version of of Nagby going forward. Not so much defensively or controlling that's the midfield, what. That's what. Yeah. That's but 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 you're gonna get more contribution in him going forward, and you could
1: play him in a. That's a guy that I think particularly in the in the. The modern game, we saw PT really struggle in the four three three playing as the highest center midfielder because that player has to play defense. Yeah. In, in today's game, uh, we saw him do much better when they put him on the right wing and he can kind of float inside with much more freedom. Now you have a player potentially in Villasanti, uh, a more attacking version of Nagby, better in the final third. He could also play as the the highest, the quote unquote center attacking midfielder in a four three three, but right. really he's more of an eight, almost
0: similar to how, how Miguel Amiron would play that position. Uh, Carlos Bogenegger also uh, saying that he feels that they will be uh, the players, the three to four new pl- signings uh, will be ready for CCL goals. The uh, goal is to get them in, uh, get them ready by day one. Uh, they're a little behind schedule, uh, but hopefully they'll have a full preseason under their belt. I'm not really worried because anyone you get is going to be in basically in, other than uh, Meza, is going to be in season. God, it's so many, na- I f- yeah, right, right. Or at least the inform. They're not going to be, I mean, they're going to have to get adjusted to Atlanta United and the, the way that Atlanta United plays and, and whatnot, but it's not like you're, you know, it's not like they haven't played for three months or anything like that. Um, on Julian Gressel, Carlos Bocanegra said having conversations internally about contract uh, and that they expect him to report first day, uh, expect him to report first day of pre- preseason. Uh, we'll see how everything goes with the CBA. Um, I saw, uh, if you go to the MLSPA website, you can see a, a list, basically a list of the demands um accommodations and, and when it comes to travel and stuff like that uh, this is
1: really the elephant in the room that, that hasn't been reported on much is we might not, we the, might not even have to worry about the very <laughs> well maybe delayed i don't know why we're here here's
0: a here, uh, it, but let's dive, not let's play dive, a game till May. Let's dive into this a second because wouldn't this benefit Atlanta United if they could take the first month, two months, and, and just focus play CCL? Just on CCL Absolutely, CCL? conspiracy. And then walk into conspiracy. MLS regular season, Yet shortened or whatever.
1: Conspiracy in favor of Atlanta United, shortened
0: or whatever you want to, what have you. And you're looking at a, a, an Atlanta United who's played I love a few it. games, who's I love had much it. more practice time. I am pro work stoppage now. I, well, I don't even know how that works when it comes to CCL and 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 being able to train. Oh, I'm sure. There's, if there's a work them. stoppage, you would assume that, that means nothing's yeah, but, happening. Yeah, but but the but the I
1: think if you're I, I have no idea. But if you're t- training for CCL. Cool quote-unquote CCL in a separate competition is there, is I, there, I feel is, like are there,
0: are there designated CCL practices?
1: Well, I just feel like it would fall <laughs> under a different occupation. You, you know, you're, 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 you're refusing to play MLS matches. You're freelancing. Because your problem is with MLS. You're
0: freelancing for uh, CCL.
1: Yes, I'm freelancing <laughs> a bit here too because I have no idea and that's why I really no one is talking about this because we don't know what's going on. The, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing we said a month ago. We know that there's a huge fundamental gap in what the players want. They want a lot of basic things that professional players get. Uh, you know, from you know, ch- we talk about charter flights for every match. Yeah. Aside from the fact that, obviously, I mean, uh, looking at a player like Julian Gressel alone, you know, you're going to want to get inject more money for teams to be able to spend on players. So the agency, you don't the get always. situations like that as often. Uh, yeah. So, so I mean, there. There's a lot to be discussed here because the league is at a point where it's kind of making that jump towards, I don't want to, I don't want to say a proper professional league, but you, you kind of, you kind of get, get what I mean,
0: and this is kind of the CBA that's going to determine whether it goes in that direction or yeah. not. Um, asked if Barco and Pity, uh, well, Carl's point, I said that he expects Barco and Pity to be here through preseason. Um, asked if uh, the club could sign a midfielder. That could be the case, yes, which says nothing. But answers the question at the same time. Well, that's classic, I, I, Negro. That's well, why I, I'm <laughs> curious about. We expect Barco and Pity to be here through preseason. Uh, you would, you would, if you were confident about him not going to the Olympic in, qualifiers. It, it, so I, this makes me think there are negotiations with someone potentially in negotiations I, with I, someone. That might for have to do player. with also though the fact
1: that the Olympic qualifying tournament is going on, and that made refuse to release, uh, release him. Oh, yeah. so but we have to do kn- with but that they knew too. knew we already knew that. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you're reading between the lines. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, it's a shot in the dark. I'm just. And of course, you had the 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 price tag thirty million euros, I believe yeah. it was, uh, which is like thirty, I forget thirty three and a half million. By the way, they can
0: they can they can one hundred percent say we expect Barco and Pity to be here through preseason and be completely honest and still be working on getting a deal done. Oh yeah, because I- if they if they don't think the deal's going to get done.
1: Well, all Be, we can do is speculate pre-season? based yeah. on what we see reported. I mean, I mean, I mean, so we'll see what happens. But I don't know. We'll see what happens with Barco. I, I love that the club put the high, high price tag on him. I said it a month yeah. ago. 25 was too low. Uh, set your sights really
0: high with this guy
1: because you actually he's someone— got
0: a, You actually got dumped on for that, too, a little bit.
1: I did. I did. Well, what a surprise. <laughs> what a surprise. Uh, you
0: actually had a problem with this when the preseason schedule came out. The next thing Bokonegger's uh, quoted as, as saying here is— uh, they're headed to Mexico to emulate a CCL type trip.
1: Yes. Okay. So that that is okay. So that is kind of what because I. Because you were kind of weird.
0: You were kind of curious as to why. Well, it makes sense. Why? I just don't understand why you do it right
1: before you go. So you're you're basically going Birmingham. You're you're there. You're playing <clears throat> at the, after your camp at IMG. Uh, you're going to Mexico, like, and you're there for one day, I guess, to rest. Two days of training. Can I? Can I? Can and I? Then you fly back to Atlanta. Then you're in Atlanta for like three or four days, and then you
0: go to Honduras. You're not as animated as you were in the Slack. Can I tell them what you wrote in the Slack? Absolutely. Th- I still stand by it. WTF are we? W- WTF are we going to Mexico? Back to Atlanta? Then to Honduras?
1: That's what <laughs> I just said. I guess I was a little more succinct in our Slack chat. Uh, but I just I don't understand. Am I missing anything? Uh, yeah, I really yes. Am I missing anything? Like you could do this at another. T- I mean, I just, it's weird. I look. It's 3,500 miles, Eric, of extra travel right before you go down there to a CCL leg one. It's great to, I guess, duplicate being fatigued, but not if you have to then go do the whole thing a week later because the fatigue is going to hurt you
0: from the previous trip. I'll give you an example. I did my first international flight in like 18 years over the summer when Mm -hmm. when I went to Uruguay. I would do it. Much differently the second time around, had I had like a, a a a a practice run, when it came to how early I got to the to the to the uh, to the airport, how I sat in the ch- uh, in the in the seat itself, what I brought on the plane itself, okay, what I wore on the plane, right. Now these guys are obviously a little more experienced when it comes to flying internationally. <laughs> it's the interesting con- comparison, but. You, if, you, if you apply that sort of logic to everything that goes on when it comes to training for a match, when it comes to preparing for a match that's that's international like this, I could see where they were like, let's, let's do a test run here.
1: But they're also not even playing a match. They're not even playing. They're just going there and training for two days. What is going on? I just, I, I mean, it might be a, there's basically, no way this is the correct decision basic, to me. Basically, if another team has done this before and this is precedented, feel free to educate me. As I said, when I was initially upset about this. But I just, I mean, I, I've heard about teams trying to duplicate the experience, but not not this way. Not, not basically making it where you're doing leg zero and leg one, both on the road, within a week of each other.
0: Gotta get used to it, man. I guess it's a little over a week, but... Get used to gotta get used I, to it. I, I don't know, maybe I, I see it differently. It just I, I can, seems ridiculous. I, can, to I me. can I can understand why they would want some a lot of these players, when they if they say they're gonna take it seriously and they're gonna really compete in T C L this year and they're gonna really go for it, I could see why they would want to uh, uh, spare no expense in and really
1: preparing sure. themselves
0: and sure. to, to, to be in that environment. Well, I, I to, just to have know. to go through all of that. I totally I, get I, that. My, my feeling is I don't know how how different that is from just if you break it down to to its basic form. I don't know how much different that is to, to traveling anywhere else. And say in the United States, maybe the altitude, but that, that's you're going to find situations in the United States where that's the the issue. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know uh, why I, these players are going to be used. Going to, that. to Guadalajara, I, of course. Yeah. Unless you're doing it on a quick turnaround, I don't know. Like I don't know. It that is the southern makes, part it makes, of
1: Mexico, so it, in that sense, it makes sense that it's that's closer to Honduras geographically, right. probably climate-wise.
0: I'm imagining that I can understand. I, I just think this. I Eric, just think there's there, you're good, you're, there's other ways. So I take your point in the travel. You don't want all that needless travel if you don't have. I to. I don't think so. If and you don't have to take again, it, feel free to educate. There are me parts on this. of the United States where you can kind of emulate that same sort of scenario without all the extra travel, but. Maybe it's also a a team bonding experience where they're going to go to the beach and they're going to have fun. I don't
1: know. Well, th- I think that's supposed a, a to happen pre- at camp in
0: Florida before they go to <laughs> I, the other I, camp. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I, maybe that's going to be part of it. I don't know. I just want to believe, nice trip Eric, Eric, the that the there's starts. some sort of
1: scientific, that, th- that there was a lot of thought that went into this, or that this is precedented, that a team has done something like this before taking a long trip. So soon to taking the trip and then returning home and then f- flying back. Uh, I, w- I would love to know if if that's been done before because if you're doing this and there's really no precedent for it, you better have some good scientific medical data to back up that it's smart to take your players from, you know, from, I guess they'd be going from Bradenton yeah. uh, to Guadalajara Back to Atlanta during a time we're already fatigued. It's already preseason, and then staying Atlanta for a few days and jetting off for your CCL game in Honduras. Like I, it doesn't. To me, that doesn't make any sense. And I don't. I don't remember a team doing anything like this. So they they better hope this works because if you come out, I think with a performance similar to Eridiano, leg one which I think was much more explainable by contextual circumstances. You had such a short off season, you're trying to integrate PT on the fly, Almirón's gone, you have injuries, you're starting Bello at left. This year that if th- that happens, that type of performance, I think it's going to be specifically because of fatigue and a lack of match sharpness. So why would you potentially hurt that by flying off to Mexico for 2 days and then and then crisscrossing the the continent just just to play
0: your first leg? I gotta think that there, yeah, there's a method to the madness here. I gotta think that they want their players. I want to hear more about it. Whatever, whatever a, yeah. the the climate, the environment is going to be down there. They they want uh, they want their players to be exposed to that, so that when they have to actually face that in, in in a real in a real game in a real match scenario, you know, at least they've experienced it. They know what to expect. They're not they're not going to get hit right in the face with it. And maybe it's more,
1: it's better to do it a week before, so your body yeah. kind of remembers. How that feels? I don't know. Again, but but no one has told me otherwise. We'll get our uh, we'll get,
0: we'll get our, uh, our, our resident scientist on this. Who who is that?
1: All right, because Doctor Pepper. I love y'all, listeners, but I don't think there's many scientists. Someone out explain there. it to us
0: if you know the answer to the question. In fact, why don't you just explain everything and we can just leave? I'll go find Doctor Pepper. Doctor Pepper, very good. Um, so yeah, officially, uh, Anton walks his back, um, which was a kind of a surprise to a lot of people. Um, I think that uh, he. It, it, it's nice. It's a nice depth piece that piece for for Atlanta United to yeah. get. One, they know what he is as a player. This is it, you know exactly what you get in Anton walks. Uh, you know uh, how he can contribute. You know that he's been playing regularly um, overseas for the last year. You know that uh, he, he's fa- he's familiar with everything that's going on outside of what Frank DeBoer has asked his team to do in the last year. Um so you know exactly what he's get. I, I think he he is a fantastic piece because if if you you were to have issues at left back um and you had to use him you don't skip a beat. At reality. right back. At right back, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. You don't skip a beat. You don't have the issues where where you know where we had last year where we're we were kind of forced into a back 3. <laughs> where we're like plug and play and and, and you know sign you were forced a, to play a wing back. Side of the cross and hope Wrestle. it works. Yeah. Exactly. So you, you want to avoid those situations as much as possible. Imagine with, that. With someone like Anton you Walks. have a backup right back at the start of the <laughs> with, season. With someone like Anton Walks, you've got a, a, a good a good solid backup that um, no, you can count on. And you can also play a little center back.
1: And I didn't know this until actually one of our listeners filled me in on uh, Twitter today that he played some, some of CDM. the six. Yeah, played yep. some CDM at Portsmouth. So that's three positions that United need depth in. But I do agree that if... He's going to get a lot of minutes. Right back is probably the position where he would excel the most.
0: Do you want to get into the Paraguayan perplexion?
1: I do. And I, I you, you spoke with Roberto, so that was such a good interview. So, you, yeah, I, I would love to hear more. It's a
0: standalone episode. Go check it out. Not plugging my stuff, yeah, but I, I just to, want you to hear what no, Roberto has really to say good. about his yeah, stuff.
1: And, and like a true insider, have sources in Paraguay. We're very lucky to be able to speak with him. Um, Even though he makes me feel like I've done nothing with my life because he's like 21 years old. Yeah, something crazy like that. I, I feel
0: bad. Me? I feel bad. He has sources I had no idea if he had done this before, so I asked him, "Is this your first radio interview?" You did? I did. I wanted to make he's, sure he works for BN Sport. He's I, like, believe me, there are people in my, in the industry I work in. Yeah, but I see interviews that don't this, do not know how to do. This interviews.
1: guy is big time, man. You got to go listen to that interview. I wasn't sure. <laughs> Eric just hates. <"Hey>, <laughs> oh, so you've and, never done this before?
0: And, and I was pleasantly surprised that he knew how to because I knew I was going to ask him stuff that I knew he wasn't going to be able to answer directly. I know he knows the ands. I know he knows more Than he's telling me Yeah He has a kind of Work around sure. Being direct Sure of course So yeah. my, my concern was I just didn't want him I didn't know if he had Done these things before So I didn't want him To be like Yeah I can't talk about that And that that'd be it That's an awkward interview And I've had that happen
1: Really And then some people You know Just don't do well At the microphone No but he's
0: fine He's perfect He's awesome. Go listen to him.
1: Yeah, I agree. And uh, yeah, top. T- and again, he's guy with sources in South America. Follow him on Twitter at Roberto Rojas ninety seven. So he'll have all kinds of cool transfer rumors you can check out. at Atlanta United, other
0: clubs. G- great follow. All right. So at first it was uh, Matias Viasanti was coming over from from uh, Cerro Porteño. Then we find out it's not Viasanti. It's this other guy, Santiago Arismendi. Uh, I was waiting for you to say that name before I even
1: say what is it. Arzamendia. Okay. So he don't know Arzamendia. Either. <laughs> Great.
0: <laughs> no, I get him confused. Yeah, that's there, there's, Arzamendia. There's that's the action of Arzamendia. Someone,
1: Arzamendia. Okay. Arzamendia. What's his first name?
0: Santiago. Santiago okay, so, Arzamendia. So they're
1: both Santi, so I can't I can't call Santi the So to then you so you got, you
0: got you have Via, Via Santi coming first, then he's not coming. It's uh, Arzamendia and then instead it ends up being that potentially both could come uh, from uh, Cerro Porteño and the, the the kind of the, the 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 thing that I think people were, were misunderstanding was maybe the transfer fee, the potential transfer fee. It's seven million for both. Not not you've each, been big on these both.
1: misunderstandings today. Yeah, you've been I, enraged I, on Twitter during our break, haven't you? Just, no, no, no. Well, that, kind of, no, you no, got to find a maybe. way to, to vent about this outside. A, of the I don't podcast get as, I, don't, area. I, don't,
0: I don't get as bugged about uh, official front office. Business, but anyway, like, sorry to cut you off.
1: It's, it's seven million, <laughs> right? But that's seven million for Seven million each. for
0: for for both.
1: Yeah, so so not each. You're not paying fourteen a million each.
0: for for e- either one. Although it's weird, it's, I don't think I don't think it's going s- exactly. to be the split on that. I don't think it's going to be the split like that. I think it's, and it's not split down the middle. I think Via is obviously going to be worth a lot more because Th- he's got thought. more upside, yeah, more more attacking players. Exactly. Um, um, Asa Sorry, <laughs> is hey. uh, he's not even on the team yet, so we don't have to pronounce. Have it you right. seen his highlights?
1: Uh, no, I haven't. I'm impressed. Really, I'm impressed. Okay, give me the give me the uh, player profile there. He seems
0: to have really good timing. He's got the long throw-in. He's fast. The long throw-in. He can get up the field. Yeah, he's, he's, um. he, he really, he's, he's like a better, like a much, 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 you know how Breck Shea would run up the field, bump up the field, and would and try to do things up the field. I feel like uh, Arzamendia Arizamendia could actually do these things. <laughs> he could actually do it. And right. and really draw the attention of the crowd and, and, and really pull people to him and, and be recognized as kind of a, a force on that, on that left side. Yeah. So he, I, I, I loved him, but I loved even more what I saw out of Villasanti. I'm so curious to see what a, a, a more attacking Nagby would have looked like with, with the players that you Atlanta think United about has. it, a more attacking Nagby is very similar
1: to Miguel Almiron, in terms of being able to do the things in the attacking sure. player that Nagby couldn't, But very there, there, similar but player profile. there'd be, profile. The,
0: expe- there'd be the, the expectation that he does more, uh, that he kind of hangs back a lot more like Nagby did, as opposed to go forward. Definitely, but. Yeah he would have that freedom to go forward. And I, you wouldn't see... Like Nagby did, Nagby just was, didn't really do and, it. And was a guy at one point wondering,
1: is he ever even going to score a goal right. for Atlanta United? So, like, yeah, I mean, you would like to have a little bit more
0: uh, goal-scoring prowess from that position as a nice bonus. I'm a fan. Last we've heard there, it doesn't really look like uh, it's... Atlanta United says in the next week or so, I, I think it might be longer than that. And a big part of this also that we haven't mentioned is Sarah Porteño are broke.
1: Yeah. they need to cash evidently, in on these players. this
0: money is basically just going. The money they get out of these two players is basically going just to pay off debt.
1: Yeah, so I was sorry to hear <laughs> that because I I've followed them a little bit uh, because of Miguel Amiron as as a club just a right. little bit. So you hate you hate to see that, but it's good 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 for Atlanta United, and I think that's the reason also that you you saw uh, I, I forget which one of them was, but they were linked with MLS clubs in general initially. Uh, well,
0: Viasanti yeah, Santi was linked with Atlanta United, then he wasn't linked with Atlanta United, but Atlanta with a club in MLS, Arizona right? India. With yeah, with right. So both of them were always I think So it goes to show you people are trying to go poach players from Cerro Porteño because yeah, well, they really what I was saying is that both of them were coming to Atlanta United or to MLS. Uh, it just uh, it's not really clear which one's going to Atlanta United. I want I'm, both. I'm I'm confident both are coming. It would be so awesome to have a crazy attacking left I'm back. I'm be such the, I mean, a cool just, position to have. I'm curious who the other team is, cause I think it's just one other team. I feel like Roberto made it pretty clear that it's just one other team.
1: Oh, really? Okay, there we go. That's why you got to go listen to that interview. I I didn't know that.
0: That's so the impression of the that's, interview. I'll, I'll put it this way: that's the impression I got. Let me know in the chat if you get a different if you got a different. Oh, impression okay, or whatever.
1: So yeah.
0: Okay. Um, the other name that we heard floating around, uh, I think yesterday, Santiago Rodriguez. I can't. They're all Santiago. Out of Nacional and 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 Uruguay. What if we get all three? three so this Santiago. this is a little. This is this is kind of. He's a player that I I would love. I I I'm not 100 percent sure. I think you would, if you can stick him on that left side. Uh, it, it, playing that left winger, it's I think it's perfect. But he's a player that that I think. So Barco Barco in 2018, yeah, 2018 held on to the ball a lot. You you, you, you thought he'd pull off a lot of uh, good moves to get around players. Um, Santi Rodriguez is that guy that'll do that stuff, and his highlights are basically a lot of that. Where he's 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 a lot of show. Um, my hope is that it translates to MLS, and, it, and he doesn't get the physicality of MLS doesn't doesn't do him badly. And he's with Nacional, Nacional right now yeah. in Uruguay. Okay, Benialdo and Nacional are two big ones down there. Nacional is the I think And, and Of course, is you, you as
1: as a as my as family's a native. All, my family's all as beñarol. a. As a Oh, Peñarol. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. No, no, not. How are they going to feel about this? Oh,
0: I don't know. I not- think they're going to be happy that a, that, a, that, a, that, a, that a Uruguayan player is playing. Fair know, enough. Good, good, good. But um, That's the right answer. But no, he's a player. I, I, I talked to a reporter in Uruguay who mentioned that there's a $10 million buyout. It's technically termed a termination clause. Hmm. Um, not a termination clause. What was it? It was a... Maybe it was a termination, a release, a release, a release clause. clause yeah, yeah. Um, but that it was negotiable. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> I, I gotta think that. <laughs> I, I love this. I gotta think that if it's negotiable, that means Nationata is kind of uh, they're kind of they're kind of bad financially. They're in a bad place financially. Maybe that's what the negotiation would be. Is maybe that instead of the 10 million, you give them seven plus a you know a a five percent sell on fee or something like that. I don't know something to that affect to that effect. And then
1: some 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 quote unquote release clauses are just not actually release clauses.
0: It was it was mentioned, I saw it on Twitter and then I actually asked the reporter himself and he said, yeah, that's that's part of it as well. But that it's negotiable. The negoti- the negotiable part of it I didn't they're see. They're saying on it's got to be around this around 10 yeah. million is basically what they're saying. So, look, he looks like a good player. Um he looks like a good player if you got a 10 million dollar release clause I gotta think that they 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 wanted to put themselves in a position where they were going to make some money off of this yeah. should he uh get plucked from uh from Nashville? Yeah. he's a player that I think would be good um I he, he's he's a uh, kind of a smaller guy quicker good with his feet and I think the one thing that Atlanta United is desperately lacking is a player he's good in tight spaces he's the anti Tito yeah, okay, he go. had to sneak something in about Tito, <laughs> didn't he's you? He's good in tight spaces, and uh, I think that that'll show. If you go look at his highlights, you you can see. You, yeah, you're gonna fall in love with him pretty quickly.
1: And I just I just love that you know the, the the profile of players you're looking at. These guys are 20, 20 like 21, yep. 22 years old, young, exciting players. These are the exact type of players that we wanted to see at Land United.
0: So I think, and if they're so dynamic. They're they're so versatile. <clears throat> If yeah. you think about, oh if my. you think about Viasanti and All where, these guys he play could, where he could play, same thing with uh, uh, Arzamendia, Same thing with yes. uh, Santiago Rod- Rod- Rodriguez. Man, I can't yeah. talk today. No, Go you're
1: ahead. doing great because I don't even want to say the names. But the the left back could absolutely, you know, Arzamandia. watching what he, he could absolutely. Yeah, that guy. He could absolutely play as your your ten attacking midfield player in MLS. Absolutely, and then obviously, uh, Viasanti is a guy that could, I think. You know, we already discussed a few positions he could play through the midfield. Uh, And then with Rodriguez, a guy that can play on the left, a guy that can slide in. He had slimmer to Barco, can play underneath the striker, but maybe is a little bit more of a prolific dribbler, whereas Barco is more of a passer. Uh, I think in some ways, again, it can help you slide guys into where they feel comfortable, doing the things they feel comfortable, and now you have more
0: of a pure dribbler that you can play on that wing when you want. You ready for a defender rumor? Jeez! This is four. The fourth one. I can't... uh... Fernando Mesa. Mesa is
1: rock. Oh, I forgot. This is like a whole twenty. 20- <laughs> oh, that's great too. It's twenty-nine rock. year
0: old, uh, 20, twenty-nine year old uh, Argentine uh, playing with uh, Necaxa. Uh, previously played for Colo Colo. This was a whole two days ago. I two days ago, hardly remember. And uh, he he would be the like for like replacement. I gotta think that they're waiting on the the LGP announcement to officially, uh, to 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 really do anything with Mesa. Um. But uh, he he seems like he would be the like, for, like replacement for, for LGP. I think that he lo- he looks like a player that has uh, really good timing. Um, he, he, he like LGP, uh, they're going to be very aggressive in terms of when they tackle, when they push forward, and when they uh, challenge a player. Um, so it, it seems like they've gone after someone that's pretty close to what LGP gave you. Um, whether he's better or not, time will tell. But 29 years old, so definitely older. And I, I was talking... Last week, about whether you'd want a a, a veteran replacement for LGP uh, next to Miles Robinson, presumably, or if you wanted someone that was young and 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 then you could eventually sell off and you know do the Atlanta United model type yeah. of route on a player like that. Um, and I'm kind of glad that it's it's someone that maybe can command more of a, a a veteran presence on that back line because if you think of who you might be be bringing in. Franco Escobar, as much as I like him, he's he's not uh, he's not someone that I not a dig on Franco Escobar, but I I don't see him as someone that's going to be a powerful leader on that back line. Miles Robinson could be eventually, but he's still too young to. uh, I just don't see you know Miles Robinson's
1: already the guy that you kind of bought low and sell high. You don't do that necessarily with with both center backs.
0: You need a like for like replacement for Perez and and from day one. Sure, sure. But I think I think you I think it's important to have a guy that's going to be a strong voice. Um, and not that I have that's any idea true. what his personality is, but just the age alone I think is an important factor. And his when personality it comes to- in
1: general, I mean, everything we've heard, very quiet guy, and last year you had veteran leaders on that back line. Yeah.
0: You need someone, that, that's true, that to organize the back four. He's going to be more experienced than Miles Robinson. Miles Robinson might be a better athlete, might be a better player than than, than, uh, than Meza, ultimately, I have no idea. I'm not, I've never seen this guy play, so I'm not going to pretend like I know exactly who, who Meza is, but the age alone Makes you think that he has more of a veteran presence, more of a veteran um, experience to to playing, to playing the, the sport. Um, that can provide a lot of insight for, uh, for Miles Robinson when he eventually gets to that point where he becomes that guy. Absolutely. And it may be two years away where he is that guy that's commanding and, and all that stuff. But I don't, I, what I don't see is, is Miles Robinson being a vocal guy next year.
1: I know. No, I mean, you can't ask someone to be the type of personality that they aren't. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's a fair thing to do. And I think you know, a couple of things you hit on it is that whether we get Meza or not. I think the two things that this transfer shows is for sure. The first one is is with respect to the transfer itself. Meza is your like-for-like replacement. Not saying he plays the same way, but in the sense that he'll slide right in for for Perez into the back line. You're looking at a 29-year-old. Who else are you linked with? 20, 21, 22. There's a clear difference there because you're expecting the veteran to step in and play right away. The other thing is, like you said, Eric, you're... Definitely, it looks like Atlanta United are looking for a more veteran presence to, to step in and play right away, as opposed to a young player that maybe you have to suffer through some of the growing pains with it earlier. So that's two. Th- I mean, whether we get him or not, and it sounds like a great fit. Can play right back as well, by the way. So another player that could play over there. I think we see the type of player that Atlanta United are clearly going for to replace Leonjo Gonzalez Perez is a more a more veteran player that can step in and,
0: and play right away. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this all kind of pans out. And this is why I I kind of see kind of ask everyone to be patient, or at least appear patient. <laughs> uh because I think this, most this people thing, are patient. This, this thing is it's going to come together. The patient people are not tweeting it's a lot. Come together. So
1: you're seeing your timeline is being more flooded than usual I know. By- I know.
0: It's going to come together. There's no reason to get upset. There's no reason to call out Darren. I think it's hilarious that Darren uh does the uh does the the PG troll job on on everyone that was begging for for signings, begging for LGP announce to be announced, which I still, I'm sorry, it just doesn't make sense to me. Why, what, what difference in your life or in Atlanta and your Atlanta United fandom does it make if they announce if they announce LGP leaving today, tomorrow, next week, or, or when? <laughs> you it, know, it does not matter when it happens. It's going to happen. Relax. Well, it matters. If, if we're doing this in two weeks it's, It'll matter Because going, you're trying
1: to get A replacement in But it's sure, a little it's early going to, It's for going
0: that. to happen When it when it's supposed to happen It can't happen Any early in oh, It's not like they're just Waiting around be like You know what nah, Not today Today's not a good day We're not going to announce today We could But we're not going to announce No today. I mean That's the way these things go It's not like they're and washing not, a car It's not like it's, we it's, haven't it's,
1: seen this before You know what I think it is Eric I think that The last off season Was so short That,
0: that everyone wants to. Yeah, yeah we're not
1: We're in a kind of The wrong cycle right now We have a whole other month Right now this much time passed between last game uh, the last game of last year of 2019 and now if you had that same t- apply that same time period to our off season the year before I think we'd already be uh, we'd already probably we'd already be into CCL right. at this point so I mean there's I think, a lot more I think, time I think that people realize I think
0: the expectation is that they don't want re- the fans don't want a repeat of what happened last year and that and, that, and part of not uh, not allowing that to happen again is to, to get everyone in preseason camp get everyone on the same oh, page early on, on. Yeah, yeah. right get everyone uh, uh kind of acclimated to, them, to to the team to to the to the newness of everything uh, build those relationships build those bonds so that when um, you know when CCL rolls around you're you're not you know you don't look Still like figuring you, it don't, out. you don't look like what yeah. you did against Adriano uh and i just don't i don't see that happening either way no because they're more they're going to be more prepared going into it and either way you're going to have these moments where as a big club as a patient club like Atlanta United is the reason they're good they could easily go pull the trigger on someone a lot quicker and maybe it's not maybe they they uh, hastily pull the trigger on that person and it's not the right and choice you see a lot
1: of other mls do clubs a, do that yeah
0: they do a lot of research clearly do a lot of research yeah. because I, I, we, we, tell me you've heard of these three names before 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 last week some 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 of
1: our listeners have I know, but 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 they're certainly the, the, not the one percent. Yeah, and they're not names that move the needle. It's, exactly. it's their game that moves the needle, and it's their uh, it's the it's the, the role they fit into that, the helps the team. that
0: Yeah, it's the potential that really moves that needle. That really drives the interest from the fan base. So you, you expect that Atlanta United knows what they're doing. Expect that they're doing everything purposely. They're not just kind of waiting around and and. Uh, randomly and, and haphazardly d- d- making decisions that that don't make sense. Everything has its purpose. Every they're doing things with a plan. I I I'm not. I'm in no way anxious that they they don't have the the players that they probably should have at this point because I know that there's probably a bigger plan out there that they don't want to pull the trigger on someone they they don't feel fully confident about. Of course.
1: You Simple don't, as you, that. You,
0: you don't want you don't want a, a Barco 2018. Which I don't know that was necessarily the front offs for you. Don't want a pity 2019. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, you could be a lot worse than that. I you, mean, you know, you, you know look what? at uh, some of the play like Christian Coleman playing at Dallas and not even, sc- yeah. you know, score, scoring like two goals in two seasons. You can do a lot worse than that, but I mean, yeah, fortunately, PT is if you want a, a, players,
0: they can go redo, Barco they, they, two they, of can, your, they can go do something like a, a, the redo of the Kenwin Jones experiment, they can go grab Chris McCann again. I mean we they can they can go grab players if you want them to but it's if it are they the right players and and, and it's going to take some time if they're the right players. You're yeah. gonna, you're going to take some time negotiating with these with these agents with these teams um to get them for the right pli- or right price so that you later can can benefit even more. And there's money than involved. You would otherwise. It's
1: not just the two teams, the agent, you know, the player, the player's family, you know, like there's there's a there's a lot of moving pieces here especially when you're talking about someone moving continents. Uh, in the case of of, of the Cerro Porteño players, so
0: plus you have no idea what the players want. Again, Viasanti and uh, Arzamendia might fully intend on playing with the U twenty three Paraguayan national team, and who knows? Yeah, and, and, you have no idea that, uh, that 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 has any that Elian has any control over that. There's a million things.
1: There's just no reason. I mean, look, look how it went with Almirón last year. That was an example of a deal that went to the very, very yeah. last second. Wait a little bit before you start. You start to panic about this stuff.
0: Paraguay opened up. I'm just double checking. No, they're with the, the U23s. Of, the, no, I know no, the 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 seventh the of of January. That's okay, when the, the window, window op- opened up. Okay, so it's
1: literally been two days. So I'm sitting here thinking it's been January first because no. that's the European window, and then
0: Uruguay is just for Rodriguez is, is the same
1: day. So in that sense, you know, you say it takes time. The European window opened on the first. It took you a little over a week to bring in walks in. The South American window opened on the seventh. Maybe we Give see the same amount same of time, sort of and, me and me we're me hearing the sort of club thing. say next week you're going to see some signings signings come in. So,
0: so just keep that in, into account for next year. But again,
1: I feel like most people are not uh, are are really not uh, that panicky about this.
0: I got text I from my I, friends like what are we? I got we texts sign? from my friends. I got I got I was like what what are we doing? Are oh. we signing players? What's going on? I, I, I do right. understand right. to an extent the panic because you saw more players leaving than you saw coming in. And so yeah. that created more holes for you to fill. And By I the way, wait. speaking of one of the players that left, Justin Miram Justin Miram gone. Had a nice little goodbye, which I'm going to miss him because I liked – I liked, I, he wasn't successful as often as I think most of us would like to be. But I liked that he took on players 1v1 in, in the final third. I love that about him. I lo- Absolutely. And I, I think that that's the He's same sort of player, player. You'd, you'd get out of a, out of a, uh, um, a Santi Rodriguez. I think that's the same kind of player you're going to get out of him. Is that that player that's going to want to take a player uh, a defender on 1v1 that's going to do what he can to get get past him um and that's good in tight spaces. I and think Miram was that guy. Yeah. And you might end up paying him less than Miram too. Yeah. So
1: I it just uh it made sense to me, you know, and I think a big part what we're also seeing is you had a lot of these guys when Frank Debore took took over that you either had guys that were Holdovers from the Tata Martino era or you had guys who were brought in kind of hastily to fill in depth positions before there was that, as I've said a few times, synergy between DeBoer and the club. So you end up with these kind of holdovers like an Ambrose, like a, a, a LGP. Uh, who, who, uh, and then you also see these signings like Breck Shea, Flo Pogba, Justin Miram, that are kind of made, you know, because, again, it took time to figure out what you wanted. Now you've had a whole season, a whole off season. You know who your manager is going to be the following year already. Yeah. So what do you see right away? You're linked with the exact type of player that Atlanta United is known for being linked with here early in the transfer window in January. Did you hear the big names that Atlanta United was linked to? We've named a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, I know who it is, but this is this one is the most ridiculous. I was just curious about what you thought about it. About Luka. Yeah. Luka Modric. Well, first of all, it wouldn't happen until 2021.
0: I, 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 love, come on. I, love the, I love the phrasing though, because everyone jumped on this like it was. It was oh my gosh, Atlanta went after the like a big fish. I believe the phrasing was expressed interest. Well, you need an Agby replacement. How about Luka Modric? <laughs> expressed interest. Which <laughs> you know what that could be. I think DC United that could was the be the link. agent reaching out to a bunch of MLS teams. Like, hey, would you be interested in? in, in I think in Luka that is if, what he, it is. if he were available, and they went, yeah, we'd be. In, and Atlanta United was one of those teams that said. Yeah, we'd be interested, or maybe the other way around. Well, that's the even, extent of that,
1: because you know his contract is up. You have a, you, MS has a unique advantage with the older stars that you can still pay them what right. they want. Um, so, and United
0: has wants nothing to do. It doesn't. He War doesn't. Fit. Like I, I don't.
1: I, and he would be a short term replacement or a short term piece, right? Yeah. I mean, what I saw,
0: I saw this and I was Come like, on. all right. Well, I'm moving on because this is dumb.
1: That's up there with the Aryan Robin rumor, and then he retired like two weeks later.
0: <laughs> no, that's the worst one I think I've seen. Um, I'm saying anything else we missed? Jeez, man. There was so much to cover. I feel like we sped through that way too quickly. How would you, because everything is
1: in kind of the same theme, right? I mean, it's transfer stuff. It's player additions. I I like that. I like that we have
0: substance to talk about.
1: I like that. How would you, because it all kind of fits into the same genre, how would you wrap all this up in terms of where the club is i mean do you feel comfortable in the direction they're going right now it sounds like I, we both are, i'm sound so pretty i'm
0: uh, i i like that they're they're sticking to the model um that is in clear ter- in terms of, yeah. of what they want in players that they that they purchase uh, i'm glad that uh i i just i just i have faith in in the front office um, I'm curious to see how Frank DeBoer. I'm curious to know what what the the influence Frank DeBoer had on 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 these decisions, um, because you heard after MLS oh, after the Eastern Conference Final um, that conversations had been had, and that Carlos Bogenegger. This is the, the, one of the things he said was that Carlos Boganegger knows more or less what, what the kind of players I'm looking for, but I think concrete has been established. And so, I'm curious as to how these players would fit his system. What Frank DeBoer's system looks uh, looks like in year two uh, under under players that that have been bought under his under his regime, under his era. Uh, and so, it'd be interesting to see how that all kind of plays out. Um, but I'm confident, based off what I'm seeing, I'm confident in what they're what they're going to get. Yeah, that's that's the main. I'm not thing. I'm not I'm not nervous that it's not gonna get done in time. I like look as much as I want them to win CCL, I know it's 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 gonna be tough. I don't think that that this first matchup against Matagua is going to be anything like the uh, the the first matchup against or the first CCL matchup against uh, uh, Ederliano. I think they're going to go into it knowing that that they kind of have to have to redeem themselves for that that terrible performance last year. And so, with with that in mind, I am confident that that's that's what they're going to do. They're going to get by Matagua. Not I am not going to say easily, but they're going to get by Matagua in a rather in a fashion that makes you confident going into. Uh, the next round. After that, it's kind of a crapshoot because of who, who potentially you could be playing. Well, if you get America, then... Uh, that's what I'm saying. I mean, Club hmm. America is... Good luck. Yeah. You're facing a giant and that's, you, you know, you, it's just tough. Maybe they'll lose to you, come in there, the there's, there's a better, there's, a, there's an expectation that, okay, this could go either way. We're hopeful and we'll, 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 uh, we'll take the lessons we learn from this match if we don't come out on top. But you know you, you it's not like last year where you went into Monterey and you're like all right well this this is a loss but it's still kind of it's still kind of in that same vein where it's like all right anything could happen yeah matagua should be a win matagua you should actually advance advance through i'm not worried about that but you just
1: feel especially having the experience last year like, you like i think you feel better about it you know more of what to expect then there was a bunch of contextual things that are your advantage uh compared to last year like we talked about the short off season we talked about last you're also, year playing without miguel almirón for yeah, the first I, I, time you're much more you're, you're settled not, you're not
0: losing a major piece to your to your to your puzzle when it comes to and At you're least in not, the attack. And, and you're also not gaining a brand new coach and, and, and trying to implement an entirely entire exactly. new system like there's there's so much different from last year already even without the players that 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 we don't have even with just rumors about players that el united's looking to purchase there's so much has changed already uh, so much is different already just by entering 2020
1: yeah i i agree with you i agree with you 100% i mean it's hard it's I know we have our disagreements, but on this one, I mean, I think if you look at, if you just look at who the club is linked with, it's the exact type of players you would want: young, exciting left back, young, exciting center right back, young, exciting center mid that can you know get forward and do things in the attacking third as well. Um, you know, exciting left winger Santi Rodriguez. I mean, it's- I,
0: I'm happy for you that we're gonna get we're gonna get defensive depth. Thank I feel, God. I feel like that was
1: that was your big I sat here all last January like we're going to get a right back, we're going to get a right back, we didn't get a right back. And then poor Julian Gressel, although it didn't affect him somehow. But this we had to we had to we were forced to play a back 3. We were forced to play a back 3 because we didn't have a backup right back last year. It's crazy. it actually worked out great cuz Julian Gressel. But then you had to run him into the ground. I mean, it, it, I, I I I and again, I think that I don't know what happened with that last year, that was one of the Least Atlanta front office esque things they've ever done, so it's no coincidence. I think it's one of the first things they've fixed uh, in this transfer window going well, into twenty twenty is to, getting Anton walks. To be fair, they did have George Bello, but that's it, left back. Okay, you're right. Sorry, there were no right backs. No, 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 I have no idea right. what's going on you're last right, year at right, right, right back.
0: But, it, but but you you don't know. Uh, look. Maybe they uh, look, maybe there's a lesson to be learned from that. So there's clearly a lesson to be learned from that for a, Have a from a backup everyone, right back on from your own. From last year to this year. Uh but maybe it's more uh when it comes to the transactions they were going after as well. Because we, as we didn't we didn't get a we didn't get a right back. You got a lot of resources tied up in getting that PT deal done, you're sure. dealing
1: with Miguel Amiron the exactly. whole time. Maybe you got a little didn't
0: distracted, but maybe you got a little overwhelmed Whatever. and you and you couldn't get you couldn't manage to get a right back in time. That would fit what you needed to what you needed in terms of of backup depth this year. They go into it a little bit differently, and maybe they did go after it and they just didn't pan out. That also happens, I guess. I, I don't think, know. I, I don't want to go back
1: in time. I mean, that that's literally the only the one real head scratcher that the mistake they've made personnel wise for me is is not. Is not having a proper right back on the right roster now, right now. Franco Escobar. The,
0: the, the potential defenders for Atlanta in 2020 could be Brooks Lennon. Yep. I mean, you've well, they've right away brought in two players <laughs> that can play right back. I think they realize that was Are a big goal for yeah. them. Uh, and then the guys you're linked with. Yeah. You got uh, obviously yeah. Miles Robinson. And look, before the season started, we talked about you draft Nielsen yeah, today. B- before we started, we talking about like what three, four defenders max, and now we're talking about possibly seven. It doesn't take long, you no. know. It, it, once you sign them, that's, him, how, that's mean, how quickly it can change.
1: Yeah. So I think, again, we're looking at it's going to be a settled team. And I think it will be a settled team well before the end of the transfer window and be a settled team well before leg one in Honduras. You
0: think there's a name that we haven't even heard of yet? that Elena, Absolutely. Elena Absolutely, in? I do. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely, so I do. And uh, who knows if – you know, one thing we might start
1: to see pop up as the window gets later on is I think you might see some Barco stuff start to pop back oh, up. Oh, for sure. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you know I what? Think
0: maybe that's why he he emphasized uh, Carlos Bocanegra emphasized this. We expect him to be through preseason because they're probably going to want to after the first. Oh, that's true. That's a little. You're not going to get him. Maybe at that point, maybe at that point, they're like, maybe he shines, maybe he impresses, and well, actually, I don't know the timeline. That's, maybe it would be off. after the window,
1: but that yeah. could be to if you're going to sell him in the summer. No, no, uh, yeah, then I get, then yeah, I get, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't. My guess, which is based on really nothing other than those Bocanegra quotes, is that I think Barco is here. Uh, after the January window. But I think if there's... Yeah, that could be one thing we start to see pop back up. And then I think it just takes one of these... Because, again, these 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 players you're linked with from South America, it shows you the player profile you want. So I think if one of them falls through, there'll be another guy whose name we probably don't know who slides into their place that fits a similar type of player profile. Um, but, yeah, I think the main thing is trust the front office uh, because they clearly are back to... Doing business, getting the right types of players uh, uh, that Atlanta United wants, and also I think Frank DeBoer wants as well. They
0: also I, I, I keep forgetting that this actually happened, but they also had to hire Frank DeBoer last year. Yeah, that's true. No, there was that, a lot that, going that. on. They had a lot going on. You know, it's I forget busy. they had it was to hire a Madhouse. They had to they had the 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 leaving of a coach. They had to hire their own coach. They had to deal with the Miggy thing. They had to bring in Pity. It's brutal. I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, they had to go get. Everyone they ended up, and then you ended up without backups. a backup right back. That's what happens, man. <laughs> I guess that's what happens. Um, all right, anything else before we take off?
1: Uh, I guess I thought you know, I, I just I would say the last thing is uh, Atlanta United, who know what they're doing, uh, not a fan of uh, U.S. club soccer and college soccer, it appears. Again, linked with players that spent their prime develop years, development years outside of the U.S. If you think about it with a player like Nielsen, four years in college, probably trained with a team three to four months of college, two-ish months in the summer if he played PDL. At most, he's practicing with a team six months a year from age 18 to 22. Everyone in an academy, anywhere else, whether they be American or from anywhere else in the world, is training every single day. These college players are at a big disadvantage when they get out of college. And I think that's one of the reasons that I think Atlanta United, and, and I'm just speculating, but it might be one of the reasons that they lean towards getting guys that developed in a professional academy yeah. system that can understand what, what profe- how to be a professional right away. So hopefully we'll see maybe from him, um, maybe we we'll, because of that academy development, they've spotted a Julian Gressel and not, but hopefully not an Anderson Acevedo. Who's who knows? Yeah, we'll see. But I mean, overall, clear direction from the front office. So and it, hopefully when we're talking this time next week, we'll be talking about some more names signed uh, to the roster. Look, they they
0: hit on Julian Gressel. They hit on Miles Robinson. The, so they can miss a few on on uh, on uh, in oh, the they MLS can, They draft. can miss for twenty years. You <laughs> if, scored two uh, All Stars. I don't want that to happen, Patrick. I want you to be two perennial All Stars in the in uh, the same draft. I want you to be just as good, just as successful as Julian Gressel. As Miles Robinson, let's just get you there at some point.
1: I do too, but yeah,
0: I mean, take your time too, because if, if you're gonna get there, Atlanta has already wins. won
1: the MLS draft.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, make sure you follow us on uh, social media at MLTS Podcast on Twitter, um, Mots Podcast on Instagram. I'm at uh, Eric G Quintana on uh, Twitter at Josh b914
1: and follow that Instagram account it is uh, I know mm, it wasn't super active recently but we're getting my, it going uh, now
0: it's my New year's resolution to uh, make it more active make it more uh, yeah I
1: feel like a lot of people it was very clear to them that you made a new Year's resolution oh, yeah. to uh, but hey gotta do it so
0: I like I woke up to uh to 26 likes the other day I was like all right 26 likes moving on up make all right all right uh, make sure you follow it on uh, on Instagram Uh we put in putting stuff all the time now. Don't think it's a dead a dead account. Check out that Roberto Rojas interview with Eric. Yes, it's great stuff. Pretty good. Great stuff. Um, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't, um, and join us whenever we do record the podcast because we stream it on YouTube live. Um, so you can tag along and hit us up in the comments and tell me how dumb I am or tell Josh how handsome he looks.
1: One of those two things happens a <laughs> lot. I'm not going to say which one.
0: Uh, all right. Anything else? That's it? All right. Until next time, Atlanta. <laughs>